0: Hey, and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. Hallelujah. Well, what a privilege to be here this morning. So, you know, I like ministering when we can rent a crowd. So thank you, CMA. Mapumalanga, Gauteng, GPN, North and South for being here this morning. It's such a joy, and we're going to minister to you guys afterwards as well, uh, after the, the small break, after the service this morning. But it's such an honor, and, and it, it really is for me, for Ramon's openness and his heart. You know, I said to him, <clears throat> I'd prefer to just sit here and be ministered to, and, and, I, and, I, and I can enjoy that because I seem to be ministering a lot all the time. But uh, it's such a privilege, and really, it's a it's a great honour for me. And and I thank this ministry and the church and their church board for <laughs> for releasing me on UX this morning. So just brace yourselves, uh, Ofas, strap in. We're going to be sharing something very, very specifically this morning. I just really believe what I'm going to share with you is a relevant for every single one of us. If you're breathing this morning, this is for you. So if you don't want it to be for you, then stop breathing right now. (laughs) But I really believe this is a word in season from God for his church, because let me just say this, the attitude that we display when we go out into the world, in our homes, in our church, determines the way the unsaved see us. They're either drawn to us or they're put off. Who knows what the majority of people we connect with say about church? Sadly. By this shall all men know that you my disciples out. The love you have for one another. So what I want to share with you this morning is right up there on the screen. It's a mooi tolerance. The Afrikaanse weergawe van tolerance is that sounds like you serious carry something you know what I'm saying, but we want to talk to you about tolerance this morning you know there's a few reasons this was birthed in my heart, and as I started this year, you know our theme is onward and forward uh, for this year forward and onward is and and I thought, Lord, you know, we'll start off with this theme because we have this theme at Bikers Church in Cape Town. And, and, and it's just like the Lord laid this on my heart to share this word tolerance and, and the content I'm going to share with you guys this morning. And just, just something that really came up in my mind. I mean, as a, as a ministry, we go to Biker Jaws rallies, fun days. We connect with the unsaved bikers and we connect with them. And, and who knows, uh, how many times, and, and I know this from experience, first-hand experience. The moment I get out there, it's the same oak for the last 15, 20 years. For me, 20 years, this is the beginning of our 20th year in full-time ministry with CMA. And, and, uh, and it's almost like the same guy. And, and here he comes, and he's got his lekker a uh, knoffel awesome, rum and coke, in a Lexington plane, or Texan, or whatever they do today en he is een asemfrot awesome jongen en, en, en het altijd a story waarom hy nie die heren wil ken nie en hy is so slim oor die dinge van die heren but you know what I do, I tolerate him I hug him and I put up with these nonsense <laughs> but when I get back to church and I'm with my fellow brothers and sisters let die ou net vir my skief kyk opel en dan gaan ek hom net sê hey, jy is angelskulig don't sit here with your Furim this morning. This is a word for all of us this morning. We're all guilty of this, the area of tolerance. Now, just listen to this quote. Yeah, there's a quote there. Christopher Hutchins says, I've learned, and I have learned what I'm telling you now, that very often the most intolerant and narrow minded people are those who congratulate themselves on their tolerance and open mindedness. It's true. Some of the most intolerant and, and, and uh, narrow-minded people think they're okay. And then they just carry on it and So I just love this next quote that flows with this thing. And it's a guy by the name of Wilbert E. Shear says this, Tolerance is the oil that takes the friction out of life. Isn't that fantastic? It's the friction that takes, the, uh, the oil that takes the, f- the friction out of life in your home when you're tolerant. You know, just, uh, analogy, motorbike. Why do they put oil in a motorbike so that and it's, the, the oil doesn't just go onto one area of the motorbike, it flows in the whole engine. Why? So that the engine can flow and work correctly. But guess what? Am I allowed to make jokes on other motorbikes here? Jesus. Now, I love BMWs because I got one, so I'm not going to use that one. But but anyway, and I can't say Suzuki because I love Suzuki's. But, no, what shall I say? But anyway, no, 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 let me just, because you see, I can get carried away and I'm not going to do that now. But let's say there's a crack in that engine and the oil leaks out. What happens? It builds up friction and eventually it's going to seize. And you know, there's so many Christians, you've allowed the oil of tolerance to leak out of your life. You're busy seizing up. And you you get to a place where where you can't run anymore. You're a problematic person in life. So, yes, I've looked up various words on tolerance and I've put together my own little concept on this thing. But listen to what tolerance is. It's the ability. And can I just say this to you this morning? God has given each one of us the ability to be tolerant. Are you hearing me? Say, I can be tolerant. And I'm not lying. (laughs) Tolerance is the ability or a willingness to tolerate the existence of opinions or behavior, opinions or behavior, that one dislikes or disagrees with. That's what tolerance is all about. It's the ability and the willingness to tolerate it. And, and, and that's something we need to understand. You know, if you learn nothing else, learn what I'm going to share with you now. If you had a tank and you filled it up, but it was a tank of intolerance. And you kept filling it up with the word of God and prayer time and, and fasting. And, and you knew the word and you filled it up and you filled it up. But guess what happens to intolerance? It begins to empty out. But the moment you have less of, 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 of prayer and less of Jesus. You know John 3.30 says he must increase and I must decrease. But the problem is if you're still full of yourself and the tank is full of you, then you're full of intolerance. So the more of God you have in you, the less intolerant you are so here's the question if you find that you're regularly intolerant with people guess what you empty of and full of so i want to use give you give all of this a scriptural base this morning of where i'm going with this and i believe this was the word god gave me because the scriptures is a lot to say about this subject and so paul starts writing and, and you pick this up from about romans 13 he starts to talk most of us don't like this in verse 1 because it says obey the law. But, um, okay, so we just tear that out, the word of God. So we get to verse 4 now. We'll carry on there. But, but he carries on writing and writing and writing. And, and then he gets to verse 14. But you can see he starts talking about attitudes that we have to one another. And then he starts off. Romans 15, verse 1 to 7. Just listen to these words. He says, We who are strong ought to bear the failings of the weak. And yes, listen, here's the key. And not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for whose good? Their good. To build them up. For even Christ did not please himself. But as it's written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. And then listen to verse 4. See this in the context. He's just telling us how we should treat others. And then he says something very powerful about the word of God. Because this is where we get our energy. This is where we get our wisdom from. And he says these words, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past. For us, it's everything that was written, eh? Because we have it from Genesis to Revelation today. Everything that was written... In the past was written to teach us something. It's that so that through endurance taught in these scriptures and encouragement we get from these scriptures might provide that we might have hope. So we draw our energy and strength from the scriptures. Then he says, May the God who gives endurance, may the God who gives encouragement give you the same attitude and mind towards each other as Christ Jesus has. What is the aim here? So that we will be more like Jesus the way we treat one another. Amen. Are are you hearing that? And then he says in verse 6. He says, so that that with one mind and one voice that we might glorify God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Do you know our behavior with one another brings praise to God? Accept one another. Love one another. How many times we hear about that? Let me just say this: This building is too small if we get this right. You better believe it. The Ministry of CMA will grow in leaps and bounds. on God suckle me. Because when I read this, listen, I learn that we, are, that we have to have a spirit of tolerance towards our brothers and sisters. I mean, have you, have you really noticed this? And, and maybe we haven't. But have you ever noticed that we're all different? Eh? Nobody has your thumbprint. You are unique. You're born in original. God doesn't want you to die a copy. He wants you to be who you are. We're all different. We're all different. We need to know that. You know, I say to our church, everybody's normal. Till you get to know them. No donkey on fricky and susara, but what van you? You're not so normal anymore, eh? We all, everybody's normal until you get to know once I'm less a vacuum, Yet and please hear this because this is so powerful, yet it's our very differences that make the church possible. God himself knew he would have a bunch of misfits like this. Forgive me, because I'm one of you. A bunch of misfits like this together, and he trusts us enough to be tolerant with one another to build the kingdom of God. How crazy is that? God trusts you to be a good you for him. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Imagine, just to think about it for a moment. Imagine if we were all exactly the same, and we all came here this morning, and we all come to our cave. Oh, geez, that would have been a hard one for me. <laughs> but imagine we all pitched up here this morning. We all wore green and we had Kawasaki's at you. God help us. And then, <laughs> and, and we all ate cucumbers. It would be a tragic day if we were all the same, little Robots. But we're so different, we're uniquely different but it's in your difference that God has something unique to do in your life and you are meant to touch other lives God wants us to be tolerant with one another, listen, God trusts us enough to build the kingdom of God with your differences this is not wonderful, just you, you think about it Okay, you're a you but God will you change He will you a happy Hmm. I don't know if there's such a thing but, but I mean we live in a society and a world and, 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 and I mean this as best as I can because we live in a society where, where everybody expects us to be tolerant and, and what they mean is this we are to affirm Ons moet what other people do regardless of what they're doing in life we must, just, we must just say it, and, and I'm not picking on one sector of people, but, but it, whether it be a drunkard, a murderer, a rapist, a homosexual, the, because the rest of the world is supposed to look at those sort of things, and we're supposed to honor that person, encourage their lifestyle, because that's what they mean by tolerance. But church, can, can I say this today? There's something we just cannot tolerate if it's not according to the Word of God. We've got to love everybody, but we can't just say, "Ach oh, yeah, but... That's not how it works, but but I don't want to go down that road this morning. What I'm, what I'm talking about, and it's up there, is an attitude within the church that accepts the personal differences of our brothers and sisters. And how loving one another, even if we disagree, like I read, what is tolerance? It's that ability to love one another. I like anybody else. I like anybody else. I don't care if I'm well, you know, you need to look in the mirror every now and again too, you know what I'm saying. Because people are going to tolerate you. That's what I said, you know, right in the beginning, that ox quote. Isn't that so true? We always think everybody else is intolerant. It's amazing how we can pick up our Oaks faults from 100 meters. <laughs> I always say, we judge people by their actions, but us by our intentions. i i not But a And we point fingers at people. You see, there's a duty when it comes to tolerance. And listen what he says, and I want to repeat the scripture a few times so that it just sinks in. He says, We who are strong, say strong. strong. That's what the word says. We who are strong. So the, I think this morning you need to determine are you a strong Christian or are you a weak Christian? <laughs> Am I a strong Christian or am I a weak Christian? He says, because a strong Christian has a a function to play. We've got to be tolerant. You've got to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good to build them up. You see, Paul is very specifically talking about the weaker Christian here. This is the one that needs to keep him, to keep him on the straight and narrow, narrow. He needs direction. He needs input in his life. Because there's a big difference between a lukewarm Christian and a weak Christian. Oh, you hear what I just said there now? Those who point fingers, what others are doing. You know, I, I remember 1975. You know how long ago that was? Some of you were not born. Is there anybody that was born 1975. It's like I'm in good audience, eh? Presti Yara Yala Otoppis. Welcome. That's I always say to the guys, I was you know, I got saved when the Dead Sea was still critical. <laughs> but that's a while ago, eh? But I remember very clearly, I mean I got radically saved, let me tell you. And I mean I got rid of my records, my LPs. I, th- I had a, a booze cabin that made Western Province look like they were just starting up, I want to tell you. And I, and I took that booze and I threw it down the, the, down the toilet, and, and my parents thought I'd I really lost it. I lost it for Jesus. But you know what? When I started mixing with the guys that I worked with, just, I, t- I was so judgmental. I, I found fault with everybody, and, and we, we tend to do that, but you see, we have a short memory. We forget where we came from. Amen. And that is one thing I say as, as a church, but as a ministry of CMA, we need, to not, we need to be careful that we don't judge other people, but that we love them, that we be tolerant with them. But mainly, that we'll be tolerant with one another, is what he's talking about. The one who points fingers at what they're doing. There's a contrast, and, and there is a contrast between the mature Christian and the one that's not reached the level of maturity yet. There is that contrast, and, and it's amazing because Paul identifies mature Christians and immature Christians. I mean, if you go read Hebrews 5, I think it's from verse 11 down through 14, Paul says, but by now you should be teaching other people. In other words, you should already be mature, but you know what? I've got to explain all of this stuff over to you. So there's also a problem where Christians don't want to grow, and, and mainly that's, that's the, the problem with that is, is we become intolerant in the, our behavior. Because I can tell you, as you start to grow and mature in Christ, you become less tolerant. The tank of Jesus in you begins to fill up, and and you're more tolerant with other people. Amen? Are you following me this morning? Because in the scripture, he says, the stronger Christian, he has the word, he uses, ought to bear the failings of the weak. That word ought is an obligation. It's a duty. It's not a request. This is what we must do. So and, and, and you mature and you love Jesus. You know what? We need to be more tolerant with one another. In your chapters. Amen. Or Ena. It's the truth. We're so intolerant. We, we, we put up with the world stuff. And, and we're so tolerant to everything. But when it comes to the family of God, we're so intolerant. Amen. Listen to me. To effectively do it, we will have to do as Paul says in these first two verses, and let me just read it to you again. We who are strong ought to bear the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good. To do what? To build them up. Say build them up. Say Akata von Wurlakite. And that was for the Afrikaners. Not the English people, I have a responsibility. <laughs> Yes, Yelasuachu, where's they so well trained, I love it. There's another word he uses, and the Yazis word, the word bear. Bear one another's. And that's what he says. We must bear one another's uh, 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 burdens or, or weaknesses or failings. This is the same word, that, that bear word was used all over the Bible, but one of them, particularly John 19, verse 17, Jesus bearing his cross. How did Jesus bear his cross? There was sacrifice involved. It was up close and personal there was suffering there was sacrifice it was giving himself for the cause and not thinking of himself isn't that what what bearing one another's burdens means how willing are you There's the rock of it's still what happened he's a prince of darkness visiting here what's going on Galatians 6 verse 2. Listen to what the Bible says in the King James. He says, bear ye another one another's burdens and do what? So fulfill the law of Christ. You know what the law of Christ? To love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And to love others as you love yourself. That is so belong That is the bottom line of what God has called us to do. The whole idea is this, of one's one's being in self-denial and and, and denying self and self-sacrifice. We need to be denying of self. And I think if if there was ever a problem with Christianity, when people get saved and they live the saved life, they want to serve Jesus, but they still don't want to leave their own lives, the old life. And that's where the problem begins to come in. The problem is we live in a world where Christians are so self-centered and only, uh, only self-interested in pleasing themselves. And isn't what that is? There's so little tolerance for others. And you know, when Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy 3 verse 1, 2 and 3, but he says here, mark this, brothers in the last days. There'll be those that will be lovers of themselves. They'll love money. They want to be pampered, and pied, and hugged, and loved. And that's wonderful. But it's lekker to receive it, but it's time you start giving it too. eh? Hello? It's not a one-sided affair. Start putting yourself in a place where you can begin to serve, because so many Christians always want to be served. het vir my lekker behandeld nie. Ach, shame man. Gaan klaar by it's time we get out of our pity party modes and our self-centered lives and, and we start being tolerant with one another, so that when the world see us loving one another, because we duck with somebody and then... oh, we put it on Facebook. And we wash out our laundry there on the Facebook. And then the unsaved read it and says, "Kake no netlum swapper." Ek sal moest nooit hierdie ons join nie. Want jy is so dom, jy gaan skrywe dit daar. Gaan op jou knie in jou binnenkamer gaan bid vir die ou. En as jy daar uitkom is jy vol van die dinge van die heren en dan jy sommer go love the person. Oh, may we learn this church. Did I tell you this morning, none of us are exempted from what I'm preaching? Because it's for me and it's for you and it's for all of us. We need to be tolerant of one another. We need to, hallelujah. Paul says we, we must live a constructive life, that we are to please our neighbor. We, we mustn't be people-pleasers, but we must please our neighbor. A people pleaser just that's false. That's not what God wants us to do. He's not saying we must please be people-pleasers. Uh, uh, people he says we must please people. Let me say this. The kind of life we live in the presence of others, sure Uncertain, belangrijk. Listen to this: Either it's you have the power to build somebody up, or you're tearing them down. Right now, your presence in your home, in the ministry, in the church, and in CMA or wherever you go at the office, you're either building people up because you're a radical, saved, zealous, enthusiastic, full of dynamic fire of Jesus Christian or you're a lemon sucker and you're causing problems. You're either on the way or you're in the way. Waar is Jijf in Waar is Jijf in Mag die met ons Ephesians 4:29 says something very powerful. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Ah, I just thought i would read that again. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Have you heard yourself, Leslie? mouth. I was going to say back because Englishmen can say that. But the at the back. <laughs> Be careful what comes out of your mouth. Just listen to yourself a little bit and hear what you're saying. And hear how you. Instead of sorting it out in love and, and tolerating and, and sorting the thing out, no, no, we pick up the phone and our Facebook, and then we tell the world about the problem. Instead of going and sorting out the problem, when is the church going to learn Matthew 18, verse 15? When, when a brother or sister got something against you, then you go and deal with the brother and the sister. This is last thing we do. As he popo popo, ne, die fijn geslachted, en amol is voor popo. Dan wil ons ie dan gaan reël met die broer of die sister. Instead of just, if we've just applied the biblical principles of life and bearing one another's because we're a bit stronger, let us be mature. I've seen some mature Christians a, at the smash of a click become so immature in their behavior, it's, it's, it's frightening. Amen? It is. It's, it's really frightening. I'm frightened now because I've lost my place. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful that Jesus sets this example? Listen to what he says here in Romans 15.3. He says, for even Christ did not please himself. Do you hear that? Jesus is our example. He didn't please himself. As it's written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. He was tolerant. Aren't you happy Jesus was tolerant of your sin? Where would I be today if he wasn't tolerant with me? But because he was tolerant with me, he expects me to be tolerant with my brothers and sisters. 1 Peter 2.21, beautiful scripture says, to this you were called. Do you know what you were called to? He has what you were called to. Say, I was called to this. Now, some of you are not even with me here. Say, I was called to this. Yeah, that's now 80% of you. Well done. To this you were called. Why? Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should do what? Follow in his footsteps. So Romans 5.14, Paul's still talking about our attitude and the way we live with one another. He says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us something so we will learn from Scripture how we should be dealing with one another so that through enduring we'll be taught in the Scriptures encouragement that will provide us How we will love one another. Can I say this? Life will discourage you. I don't care who you are. You see, that's the devil's plan. He he wants you to, God wants you to be a courageous Christian. The devil comes along and he brings this. And he connects his this to your courage. And guess what? You become discouraged. (laughs) That's his plan with our lives. And I've seen it in my life. Listen to me. The discouraged person is more likely to be intolerant than the courageous person when we become discouraged that's what the Bible says the word of God should be our encouragement I've seen it more than once in my life in 20 years of ministry I've seen them you check them the triple C's I won't even call it triple C's I want to call it cripple C's criticize complain and condemn lack of tolerance now criticize, complain, and condemn. Become so discouraged. We need to study God's word to av- avoid discouragement. Because when you're full of the word, the word's telling you how to behave, and then you begin to behave. It mustn't be just information. It's got to be application. So that in your life will come transformation. That's what God wants from our lives. So he says in verse 5 through 17, through 7, he says, May the God who gives endurance. Who gives endurance? God gives endurance. And God gives encouragement. He gives it to this, he gives us the same attitude we should have of mind towards one another as Christ Jesus. Jesus, And then he says, so that with one mind, with one voice, you and I may glorify the God and Father our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he closes off with this beautiful word, accept one another. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Ons verantwoordelikheid. Amen? You and I have an amazing responsibility, church. I don't care who you are today. If you proclaim you know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you have an amazing responsibility. And that responsibility is to be Jesus. Listen, charity starts at where? It starts in the family of God because if we can't tolerate one another, how on mother earth are we going to go out there and love the world? We think we love in the world. We put up coffee tents. We go out. We minister. We give tracts. We pray. We do everything. And then we come and they watch us how we deal with one another. And then we kill everything we do. And all we're doing is going through motions, but we're losing ground hands down. Aren't you happy you came this morning? Aren't you happy they took up an offering before I brought this word? <laughs> Hallelujah. I just want to continue on that scripture. Paul uses a word in, this, in these passages four times. And this word is the secret to a great church, to a great ministry, to a great chapter. Listen, it's what makes the church powerful to God's glory. Listen to it. It's found in this one little word. What's that one word? One. Say One. He says that we'll be one with one another. In other words, what makes a great church? What's the second word their church? Say it. Say it loud. Unity. Where there's unity, God commands a blessing. We want God's blessing. We have prayer meetings about God's blessings. We talk about it. We're enthusiastic about it. But there's no unity. You know why? Because we're intolerant with one another. God, James, uh, when Paul writes, he says, we must be one with another. When we come to that place where we can apply the fruit of the Spirit towards one another, in spite, listen, in spite of our differences. I don't know if you've ever picked this up, but while I was preparing this, this jumped out of me. I believe the Holy Spirit showed me this. Listen to me. The fruit of the Spirit. You know Galatians 5.22, no? Notice that the most of the fruit we have is to serve others. And, and watch this. There's the fruit. Love. Hey, how, how's that about serving one another? How's patience? We, that's tolerance when I'm patient with, with you. When I'm kind to you, when I'm gentle, when I'm... P- blessed are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, 9. They'll be called the children of God. That we, have, that we pursue peace with one another. Goodness, faithfulness. Look there. Seven, eight, nine is to serve others. The fruit in you. If the Holy Spirit is in you and you're born again Christian and he's living in you, listen to me. God has empowered you with seven potential bomb-blasting tolerance-making. I can not have any words for this. But so Hallelujah. So Paul goes off and he writes this in 1 Corinthians. I'm, I'm coming to a close. You might be excited about this. He says in 1 Corinthians 1.10. There it is. I appeal to you. He's making an appeal to the church. And I want to today, standing here in front of you, is make an appeal to you. I appeal to you. Listen, brothers and sisters. So that's us. <laughs> so I'm listening. So I'm not lying. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters. Listen, prate, I In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not so much in, in any old thing, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, that all of you, who? All of you. Ach, is it not it's for all of you. For all of you, listen. That all of you agree with one another. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. We must agree with one another. Oh, Pastor get <laughs> it. sister greeny. It doesn't matter. The Bible says you better. But you know what's so unique? Is when we take the word of God, as we read here, from the scriptures, we draw encouragement, we we draw truth. We take that truth. I don't want to agree with you, but now I come here and I apply the word and I show love and kindness. You will be. <laughs> Phenomenally amazed how things will change. He wants us to feel fleece and need to mirch, and so we continually fight this stuff. No, no, let's do use God's tools, the fruit of the Spirit, to be able to do that. He says, agree with one another in what you say, what comes out of your mouth, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and in thought. Listen, chapters, use that as your motivating scripture for the next few months. Just that, that we will agree with one another and that we will be a blessing to one another. I come to this close this morning. The question is, how tolerant are you of your brothers and sisters? The Holy Spirit spoken to you like this morning. How tolerant are you at home, husband, wife, kids? How tolerant are we of one another? We proclaim Jesus as Lord of our lives, but we chuck this thing in, in file 13 and we go and live any other old lifestyle. But God has called us to be tolerant of one another. Can I say this? If you really want to grow and to be a useful instrument in the Master's hands, you're going to have to raise your level of tolerance you know one of my favorite books and i love it because of the past of this oak philemon or philemon depends which you want to call him paul had a bit of an issue with this dude but his life changed he became tolerant and he tolerated people and he allowed himself to be a person because he has the other issue you see, it's one thing to be tolerant with others, but listen, we nie wees nie. Be a tolerant receiver also. Hello, When nie so alt hardnekker wees nie. That is very hard to be tolerant with you. Be a loving, open, kind, gentle, showing love person. So it's easy to be because if we were more tolerant and open in our own lives towards others, it'll be easier for others to be tolerant with me. Amen. And I just want to read these, these scriptures. I don't have them here, so I'm going to read them off the panel. Where is it? Listen to this. Philemon 5 verse 5 and verse 7. He says, Because I continue to hear of your love and your loyal faith. Isn't that beautiful? which you have towards the Lord Jesus and which you show towards all the saints God's consecrated people the love I mean isn't that just showing the fruit of the spirit and then he says for I have derived great joy and comfort and encouragement from your love why because the hearts of the saints who are the fellow Christians have been cheered and refreshed through you my brother can you really say when you read that this morning is that what you bring to the party is that what you bring to your fellow brothers and sisters? That heart. If it's not this morning, there's a problem in your walk with God. You need to understand that. There is a real problem. You need to work on your tolerance level this morning. May God help us. Because this is such an important aspect. Because, because the world out there will know us by the love we have for one another. Amen. Come let us just bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you this morning for these precious people. Because these precious people are your people. Your Holy Spirit lives in them. You guide us and lead us. And Lord, your word says in, in Philippians 1.6, you have started a good work, a good work in each one of us. You'll continue that good work, Father. And so when we hear a word like this this morning, Father, it, it takes us and it challenges us to do that good work, to live that good work. So I pray for each one here this morning. If you sense in your heart this morning, you know what? God, help me with tolerance. In the light of what you've heard today, the stronger Christian needs to bear the failings and the weaknesses of the, we- of the, of the weaker Christian. But you want to be tolerant, maybe in your home, maybe in your chapter, wherever it is. And you want God to touch you today because God touches you. And I, I don't do this and ask you this to do what I'm going to ask you to do now because it is just something to do. It's because I know God is looking right now at you and He wants to anoint you in an area to improve you. I want you to stand. If you feel, Lord... I want, I, I need this tolerance in my life. I want you to stand right now. You're not standing for me. You're standing. Jesus sees you. He's saying, Lord, I, I, need, I need to be tolerant, Father. I, you know what? I, my, my attitude, my actions fail you. And so, Lord, I realize I don't add value to your kingdom because of my behavior. I pray you change me, Lord. I know, Father, that it will take, it'll take effort, it will take commitment, it will take sacrifice, it will take dedication. But Lord, as you said, to bear that very word that you bear your cross, you say that we must take up our cross every day and follow you, otherwise we cannot be your disciples. Sometimes, Father, there's a, there's a sacrifice to be made. And so this morning, Father, over this auditorium, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, each one that is standing before you right now, that in honesty says, Lord, I need to be more tolerant. I want to pray right now for a breath of anointing to just rest richly on every life standing. Father, that you would stir in every life something unique that only you through the Holy Spirit can do. That we will be aware of the way we live. Conscious of our behavior towards one another. I thank you for what you do in our lives this morning. Each one, Father, when we exit this place, our exit will be greater than our entrance. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We trust that you found this message valuable. For more information on who we are or how you can get involved, please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrang.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.